0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This college basketball episode covers select games from Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. If you're new to check out the webpage of the banner, it's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer and explanation. Otherwise... The goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick. Rather, to hear the justifications and thought processes, to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these games or others, the best place to give those answers is in our Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon link is in the show description as always remember there are no locks in gambling so what sideline provides our loves likes and leans at his a b and c grades indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers however please understand that good and bad variance will occur so as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day that is an impossible reality for any gambler jake um i feel like i, I know i had this stretch in baseball uh earlier this season i think maybe a couple times for where you have bad luck and you have just some bad reads and that is a terrible combo and you're like i need the bad luck to at least hit what i'm doing well or i need the good luck when i'm not to kind of like i feel like it's one of those you just like shake one off and the other one falls off and things start rolling and yeah,
1: it's I we're mean, just just waiting for it you know yeah yeah it's it's tough right now i mean like temple tonight that was that was wild i mean who, who knew Over, I was yeah pick... get to overtime had a shot and yeah who knew i was gonna pick the what Two games that added up to three overtimes it was, I mean, <laughs> ah, this is I mean Kentucky had a shot the whole time ahead of the second half and then just quit playing <clears throat> kind of yeah. fell apart Temple didn't play till the end I mean yeah
0: yeah they they fell down in a hole and had they played like they played at the end getting it to yeah. overtime
1: they had a nice easy victory yep and then I mean at least it looks like you see and Duke are going the right way uh oklahoma figured out how to basketball i guess but I must say w- wilmington hung
0: in there towards yeah. the end just on the just on the wrong side of the number yeah eh. I, but I, yeah but yeah we'll get it we'll get it yeah yeah it's uh you know one of those things talked about a lot here uh with baseball if you go back and you look at the baseball records there's I think I had like three out of four weeks in a row in the middle of the season where, where it lost. But, you know, it came right back out. And even with all that, still was extremely profitable. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it rolling here. Uh, model's still doing pretty well for the most part. Um, I don't think it did as well on Monday or on Tuesday as so it had has been doing uh, in the past, but still, still looking pretty strong. And so hopefully uh, the subset that you're picking out, we'll, we'll, we'll get it going here eventually. Cool. Uh, I, I like some of the ones you picked out today for sure. <laughs> Um, but before we get to those some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, it was any of the college basketball be or college content that this channel provides. And I've already mentioned that Patreon, but check that out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash Professor. Even if you're not over there, we are thrilled to have you here. But I do have to say, I've been talking a lot with Cousin Jared about this. Um, he's been... He was telling me tonight, he was like, I've got to find a way to advertise this. And I was like, that's you. I hope you do because I'm a terrible marketer. <laughs> but he was talking about all of the good numbers he gets from getting those yeah. opening opening numbers, uh, 15 bucks a month. And the amount of profits that, that he's pulling off of just that alone, way more than makes up for it. A great example is Chattanooga. Liked Chattanooga, loved Chattanooga today. And that number came down. He got on the opener and it covered in one. And the number that I got it at later in the night didn't. And that's... Sometimes the difference, right, is just getting yeah. those good numbers. The plays he's making—he's talking about like almost every single one of them is moving his direction. And a couple of them, he's getting the number at big enough moves that it's winning, and then it moves, and then it loses at a different number. That's the best pitch I can make is yeah, getting to, yeah. having those numbers right when the lines come out can really make a huge difference.
1: Yeah. It, like This isn't like college football where you can kind of track and find that it's it's because there's every day and it's very quick and, it, and the lines move lightning fast. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden a pick can almost flip itself because of how much line moves, especially with somebody small. We've seen it.
0: Yeah. We, we've seen it too with a handful of games that we've talked about on this show. Uh, one he was talking about from a couple of days ago was that Butler-Penn game. He was talking about how he went and he made the play. At Butler, like plus eleven, and before he could click submit, it had dropped ten. Before he could even get the bet in, he, he took it at ten, and then he went over to Stamp to lock it in. And before he could even lock it at Betstamp, it went to nine. <laughs> and it's and that game closed five, and I think finished six or six or seven, something like that. So yeah, yeah, six maybe. It was one of those where he he got the number and it won. And if you waited too late, it lost. So I mean, it's so many example after example, like you said. The, it, there's so many games. There's a bunch of bad numbers being hung yeah. right when they come out. Grab those really good numbers again. Fifteen bucks a month for college basketball season. It will be. It'll be worth your investment, I think, uh, if you're able to get those those really good numbers. Like I so said, they move so fast. Um, it's not like you, football. You have a whole, the whole week, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well. Enough of that. We'll get to it here. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description if you want to play the same numbers that we are looking at and current as the time of this recording on Tuesday nights. We're gonna start off with the A plus play of the day, uh, Jake. I, I talked about this one here uh, last. Uh, couple episodes ago with Tennessee, how the model had an A-grade play, yeah. fading Tennessee against Colorado. Colorado with the outright winner. Um, as shocking as that was, because I think we all expected Colorado to cover that number, but we didn't expect it yeah. to do that. Uh, here 6 p.m. Central, they're taking on Florida Gulf Coast uh, at home. Sideline says this should be a 16-point spread, and so that's quite a difference from the number that uh, I locked in earlier in the day here. I was able to lock in uh, plus 21. Currently, that number's at 20 and a half. Uh, Why is Florida Gulf Coast plus 20 and a half your A-plus play of the day?
1: Look, Florida Gulf Coast has got a pretty decent team. Uh, They went out to USC, beat USC, they, they don't turn the ball over well or much. They've got three really good players in Johnston, Anderson, and uh, Thompson. And then they've got a, pre, a really good point guard in Cato, who's got a five-to-one assist to turnover uh, ratio right now. So they make the right decisions. They play well. They seem to be well, uh, very well coached. Um, but this play, honestly, is more against Tennessee. Tennessee is a very, very good defensive team. But their offense is bad. Um, they have fallen in love with the three, just like last year um without so much of a, a point like a point guard like Kennedy Chandler to make things happen uh they, they don't really have uh, a guy that can give the ball to and say okay make something happen they don't have that so that really hurts them especially when these uh threes aren't going of the 128 shots they've taken on the year 81 of them have been threes and they're only and they're hitting below 30 percent it's just not not a good combo um with Euro Spacich going out with an ankle, it doesn't look like he's going to play. So that really gives their it gets rid of their big bully. They don't. They've got some height size with uh, Kamwa and Idu, but they don't have a lot of thick down there. Um, and I mean, Josiah Jordan James's offense has reverted back to what it was in the first half of last year. He's he's not playing very well. Um, Phillips hasn't been the five-star freshman they thought he was going to be. Uh, key has been everything anybody could dream of him more. He's just not super athletic to get his own shot, but he's got a very fast shot and probably the best offensive player on the team. He's, he's a lot of fun to watch. I just, Tennessee's offense is, isn't designed well right now for the players they have. And if they go cold shooting, there's a chance Florida Gulf Coast wins this outright, just like what happened in the Colorado. It's just they're having such a hard time scoring. But if those threes go in, look at the second half of Tennessee Tech. They absolutely ran away from, from them. They took an 11-point lead and stretched it out to almost 40. It's just they're living and dying by the three, and uh, you tend to die more and you, you live with that. So it, I
0: think – I don't want to drag this out too long, yeah. but I, I do think this is a really important point to elaborate on what you just said there, especially with the prevalence of the three ball now in college basketball, that this trend that's happening over the last, you know, four or five years or so that, that we've seen, There's a reason why I always recommend with college basketball you to bet as many games as you're comfortable betting, and that doesn't mean try to bet things you don't have an edge on or you don't like. Always only bet things that you either have an edge on or you like, or you have a model that you trust, or you like it because the model you trust likes it, whatever it may be, or 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 you have someone else, whether it's us or someone else that you trust, that you like. You know, don't don't just play things to play things, but. I'd rather have more plays in a sport like college basketball than fewer plays. And the reason why is the variance on these three balls is through the roof. That's why I say there's no locks in gambling. Tennessee can win this game by 50 if all those threes fall. And and that's what we're talking about though. In the long run, if they play this game a hundred times, what the model says is the average is that they're going to win by about 16. That makes getting 20 points a play that's going to win you money in the long run. The problem is they play this game one time. Well, that's why I always say if you can play as many games as you're comfortable playing, that doesn't mean you have to play every single one of them. And again, don't play things you don't like. I can't, I can't iterate that enough. But if, if, you know, don't, if, if you can, I'd rather you play 10 games than, than five. I'd rather you play 15 than 10 if you're comfortable with them because that variance is going to wind itself in and out of more games. And you're going to have fewer just really wonky type results. So um, Tennessee could absolutely run away with this game. We don't think on average that's the case. But if you're playing multiple games of this stature, we think it's going to be an overall profitable night. We think you're more likely to be able to go, you know, 14 and six. But if you only play three games, you might go one and two, right? So it's one of those where there's a lot of variability, especially with teams like Tennessee, like you said, take the three ball, which like you said, could lead to them outright losing, right? So I don't, you just never know what's going to happen. The idea being 20 and a half points, which is what the number is now again. per month gets you the early access to these videos, ad-free videos, and it gets you the early access to the picks. You got the picks, you got 21, might have helped you a little bit more, but hopefully you already locked that in at a good number. Um, Don't know where this number is going to go, but getting north of 20 makes a lot of sense in this game. So that is our A-plus play of the day, grabbing all those points with Florida Gulf Coast. So the best B side, we're going to turn it to South Bend, Indiana, playing... South Bend, Indiana, and Northern Indiana playing Southern Indiana. So there's your geography <laughs> lesson right there. Lock this one in at Notre Dame, minus 14. It's currently sitting at 15. Sideline says it should be 16. Southern Indiana, a team that's making a jump up from Division 2 We've seen several teams jump up from Division Two, kind of with mixed results here the last couple of years. Some of them have done a little bit better than we expected. Some of them haven't. On average, there is a little bit of a struggle. You do kind of know it's coming. So, you, can, you know, it's not a completely uh, – Super crazy tough transition, but it's not often seamless either for these teams coming up. They oftentimes lack a little bit of depth, a little bit of talent, especially now going up and playing a, you know, top, you know, top half for sure in college basketball team in Notre Dame. Um, Jake, why is this your best B-side laying it with Notre Dame? Um, Because... (laughs) You kind of mentioned all my points, right? Southern Indiana. (laughs) We didn't talk about this beforehand, so that was just by accident that I mentioned that I talked about all your
1: points. Kind of going from D two here. They're they're struggling with I think the pace of the play. They're turning the ball over at a very high rate. Uh, First game, first game was twenty two times, eighteen times against a lesser talented team. Like they've got a good starting five ish talent wise. It's just, it's very, it falls off very quick. And that's the biggest issue from going from D2 to D1. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the turnovers, you are going to have to kind of look past Notre Dame's last two games where they kind of struggled to beat some so-so mid majors. Um, They've been bit by this injury bug. They've got four guys that aren't aren't playing that are key contributors. They've got only seven guys playing right now. Um, And in the two games, they've only had seven guys playing, but they're, The the starting five are just killing it. Um, Everybody's scoring like crazy. They're they're shooting the ball very well. They hit the free throws around like eighty five to ninety percent, and they're extremely well coached. I can't I really say this enough. Mike Bray is one of my favorite coaches out there. He he seems to do a lot with a little. And if there's anybody out there that can take us six six and a half man rotation and win big game uh, win by big spreads like this it would be him uh also think it seems the pace of play that uh southern indiana wants to play is faster which leads to more turnovers and things like that uh and i'd I, they're not going to be able to speed up Notre Dame, and they're going to turn the ball over too much. And I think Notre Dame is going to be able to hit the three ball enough and score. They're just loaded. <laughs> they're very uh, concentrated in talent right now because they just don't have a lot of guys healthy. Um, so they've got a lot of talent and just a few players, but it, they should be take care of this very easy because I think S- Southern Indiana is going to make too many mistakes.
0: Mm. it's interesting Notre Dame is the only defense that doesn't rank in Ken Palm's top 100 of the top 70 teams in college basketball but their offense is ranked 17th uh pretty good efficient offense so far
1: this season slash I think using a- the prior distribution of what we expected coming in yeah I think it has, has a lot to do with the players they have out because they've not been able to act like play a lot of dR de- or I mean their defense just they're probably getting tired but I think with some time off here, they've got enough to get this one done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said, it's definitely
0: a clash of styles. Notre Dame wants to play a much slower game. And what we've seen so far from Southern Indiana, they want to play an up-tempo game. And that's, you know, it feels like a scary recipe for Southern Indiana to play a faster tempo against a team with as good of an offense as it seems like Notre Dame might have on the road. Like, It feels like if you're trying to play that fast, you're you're going to turn the ball over. You might take some weaker shots and you might let the other team who's efficient get more shots, which isn't what you want. It seems like if Southern Indiana does what we think they're going to do, that spells disaster for
1: them. Yeah. It's very similar to the UC Irvine uh, Loyola Marymount game. We were talking about, uh, to, mm-hmm. Today, yesterday, however you want to phrase yeah. that, when we record yeah. first of the game, the whole recording
0: late night, and then sometimes it like gets into past midnight Eastern time. I'm sure it messes with your head.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that game, like, it's a very similar kind of setup, except you've got more talent in Notre Dame than you do, right? A bigger talent difference, bigger talent, yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely.
0: All right, so that's your best B side. there, are laying with Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So the Jake on a limb segment, a game where the model says. No idea, but you think you've got an edge. We're going to go to Pittsburgh here. A couple big, I say to Pittsburgh, to a neutral site game with Michigan and Pittsburgh. Uh, This one right now is Michigan minus nine and a half. The model says it should be 9.2. So the model just says, hey, it's priced pretty well. Uh, The model did take a C grade pick on Michigan, laying the points. Uh, But again, not a strong suggestion there. Jake, what
1: is your recommendation for this game? Look, we're going with sideline. We're going to take the nine and a half here with Michigan. Pittsburgh is bad. Uh, they're just so so bad. They they just got absolutely waxed by a middling West Virginia team. I know it was in Morgantown, but that still doesn't. They, they are just uh, man. They're just struggling um, everywhere around. I don't. I. am it got to the point where I don't know if Capel is head coaching material. Um, mm. He struggled with Oklahoma. Uh, I think he got fired from there. It was assistant at Duke forever. Has not done well here at Pittsburgh. He was an improvement over Kevin Stallings, but I mean, when you go oh, for the whole ACC schedule, it's not hard to be an improvement. Um, and so it's just like he's not getting the a very a lot of talent in. So which was his big thing at Duke, he was able to recruit. He's not. It's not translated to Pittsburgh. They just don't have the talent. They also don't have the big guy to battle Hunter Dickinson right now.
0: Well, they they, and they they think that their big guy will come back for this game uh, from injury, but I'm not sure how 100% he's going to be. First game of the season, didn't play any of the preseason yeah. games. It you know, feels like it could be a limited minutes or just a limited effectiveness type thing. I mean, this is but, not yeah. how you want to play your first game against <laughs>
1: against um, Michigan. That's not what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah, a team that can run it. I mean, Hunter Dickinson can be a very physical pro- uh player and he also can step out and hit the three ball yeah he's,
0: just he's a playing. just a nightmare i feel like yeah. for so many like we talked about with zach I'm um, pretty the yeah. same sort of thing just can cause a lot of problems
1: for yeah, other he's, teams. yeah he's one of the, one of the better players to uh, watch play right now uh he also was just with his physical he's going to be and as fast as that michigan team run. like if you're not a hundred he's not there's no way that uh the big guy for pittsburgh in game shape like you there's in shape and then there's uh game shape because adrenaline kicks in you try too hard too quick and then you're gassed and that's that's only gonna make Hunter Dickinson look better. Um uh, mm-hmm. if you're not playing at full speed. Uh they've got some pretty good guards uh coming in there the freshmen uh they had are very good. Jet uh, the Howard Juwan Howard's kids are actually good. I wasn't I wasn't sure about that. I thought yeah. maybe they're riding off the Howard name, but no, nope. yeah. They're, they're actually pretty good. Uh especially Jet. Jet looks really good. I just I don't think uh, Pittsburgh's got enough here on offense, and I'm I'm worried for because I really like Capel. He seems to be a decent coach. I just don't know if he can do the whole head coaching thing. He might just need to be the top assistant somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, the, Michigan should get this by 12 to 15
0: easily. All right, all right. So you're laying nine and a half with Michigan. Of notes, uh, team rankings has Pittsburgh ranked 151st right now. There's a there's a chance this team is like in
1: Louisville type trouble. Uh, for this season, oh, how heartbreaking was that for Louisville to lose like they did? I know, I know, the cover was never there, but uh, three this to is a three to row by
0: one point is like we're we're at setting record territories for yeah. how do you, just to continue to lose by one is is incredible. It's
1: going It's gotta be.
0: It's gotta be. Uh, we'll take us next to the must see TV segment. I mean, a game that I don't think there's any. Question, what game we were going to highlight on this one. <laughs> 8.30 Central, Gonzaga, Texas. Uh, Sideline says this should be Texas minus .95, the current Spread is Texas minus one, so it's spot on. Basically, it's basically a pick 'em. If Texas does win by one, no matter what you do, you push. um uh, So b- basically, just picking the winner here. uh Silent thinks the Zags a better team, but on the road, kind of counteracts that a little bit. Should be a great game to watch. Uh, who, who you picking and why?
1: I'm, I'm taking Texas here. uh This is this is where we're going to learn something about Texas, and yeah, absolutely, this could come, this could come crashing down on me, but I, I think they're are actually the better team here. They've absolutely destroyed their first two teams, and it should be a lot of fun to see what what they do against the very offensively talented team in Gonzaga. Uh, like, Texas is loaded, absolutely loaded. Uh, Chris Beard is an incredible coach. He's going to get these guys playing defense, but right now they've got three guys averaging double digits. The, uh, the other two in the starting five are in the seven to nine range. Uh, Tyrese Hunter. Is, uh, Hunter, I know it was his last name, I can't remember if it was Tyrese, I keep getting confused with the NBA player, um, from Iowa State. Very, very good point guard, absolutely incredible. Uh, he gives them so much more because he he takes care of the ball and does the distributing, starts the offense, allows Marcus Carr to play off the ball, where he is a lot more comfortable. Gonzaga uh, is a very talented team, but they're struggling to find a point guard. Malachi Smith from Chattanooga hasn't fit in that role like they thought he would. Um, In that Michigan State game that they won by one, they only had eight assists, and that is not going to get it done here against a very defensively (laughs) – exceptional defensive coach that Chris Beard is. And with the length and the athleticism that he has around him here at Texas, like you've got to be able to move the ball. You can't depend on ISO because that's playing right into their hands. Um, This is is the kind of post-matchup that uh, big guy from Gonzaga, Timmy um, Mm – timmy typically thrives in with uh, not weak is not the right word but not as much of a physical presence down low yeah. where he can he can be the more physical guy um so i'm interested to see what they do with yeah
0: where he's not gonna get he's not gonna get pushed around when he gets pushed around it's a little bit more of a trouble can he kind of uses agility and his speed and quickness rather than just being knocked off you know a spot that very different world for him depending on who he's who's gonna, going up against
1: yeah, and I, I think this it will be very interesting to see what Chris Beard does here to like, kind of scheme him out of it. And I, I think I have all the faith in the world that Chris Beard can get it done, and I, I really like Texas to win this game. I think this
0: is a fascinating matchup. I'm just going to pull up Ken Palm real quick. Uh, and again, the ratings are still heavily influenced by the prior distribution based off of last season, based off of uh, coaching uh, styles, of course. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into that. It's not just this season because this season's only two games and the, the ratings will be similar. so heavily influenced by the prior. But n- nevertheless, uh right now, he has Gonzaga as the number one rated offense and Texas the number one rated defense. Also, both teams just outside the top 10. And the other thing, because they're both really good teams, tempo-wise, Gonzaga 18th, Texas 328th. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it Texas knows they're a good, very good, elite defensive team, wants to play it slower. Gonzaga knows they're a very good elite offensive team wants to play it faster it it should be fascinating to see how it plays out
1: last time chris beard had a very similar talented team they he took him to the championship game and kind of came out of nowhere um with that uh with culver and them like he's got that kind of talent here it's i'm not saying texas in the championship game i'm just saying he can take a team that with players that not everybody knows and make them look a lot Mm -hmm. better i can't Mm -hmm. wait to see what he does with this texas team this year I'm going to
0: uh, argue that the unders should play in this game as well. Uh, it, it, it's it's the same thing I told said about the uh, Champions Classic or whatever we're calling that with those games, these high profile games, people tend to bet the totals up. Uh, the total from when I locked picks in, uh, you know, about three hours ago until now has gone from 143 and a half to 144 and a half. Who knows where we'll be in the morning or by the middle of the day. That model says 140. Uh, let that thing get as high as possible. Maybe don't wait until right before tip off because there might be some that hard money, under money come in. I don't know when, 10 minutes, 430 minutes per hour before, yeah. not really sure. But but as this thing gets higher and higher at some point, I think the under makes a lot of sense. And not to say that it's like I it can't score and can't play it fast or whatever, uh, but it's just one of those things where a lot of times in these big games, teams feel each other out a little bit more early on. And again, people are just blindly backing, just want to see points. That gives you a little bit of value on the under. So at some point I think the under might make a lot of sense in that game too. That's just my, my two cents on this game.
1: Yeah, and and not bashing the public here, but uh People like, see Gonzaga's name and think scoring I mean, look at that Michigan State game. That was that game barely didn't got even close. Didn't even close. Yeah.
0: And, and, and that when it, the wind wasn't really that big of a factor in that game. No, not it was. it was fine. Yeah, it was <laughs> it wasn't like there were 20 mile on hour I mean, sure the wind might have affected a couple shots,
1: but I mean that game didn't get close to going over. No, no, it's not It's this this one, I think, will be around the same type of scoring. I think uh seventies will be at the high end if If both teams shoot lights out, I think this is much closer like 70, 65, something like that, like in the mid one thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like I said, I
0: I think, I think under makes a lot of sense in that one as well. Uh, We're going to go to overtime. Now there's Jake, there's one other, a great play that you really like that you want to talk about, get on record and say, Hey, a great place are doing well. Talk about. They're not all going to win, but this is another one that you really like. 630 PM central Presbyterian is playing UAB sideline says this should be UAB minus 23. I was able to lock this one in earlier at minus 21. Uh, checking for it. Currently now it is still sitting at minus 21. So you can still lay only 21 here. Sideline says it should be more. They're going to run away with this one. Uh, I think we've faded Presbyterian a lot this year. Um, yeah, I think be- basically, it's just like we did Louisville, right? Just keep mm-hmm. fading
1: them, right? Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, at some point it'll bite us, but I, I don't see it coming soon. I mean, Preston gave us a scare for the life with uh, Eastern Carolina, but still mm-hmm. ended up losing that game by 20. ECU is nowhere near the team UAB is. Uh, UAB ran into a Toledo team e- that e- sped them E-C-U
0: up. Was, ECU was nice enough to spot them like a whatever that was, 15-point lead in the first half and
1: still got destroyed in that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was an unreal second half, which was yeah. Ooh. Uh, but I mean, they, UAB ran into a Toledo team who's a very good team. They turned the ball over a lot. I think some of the outside noise and everything got to UAB a little bit here, and with uh, the bright lights and where Toledo was, didn't have as much pressure because there wasn't as much attention thrown on uh, Toledo. But UAB and Jelly Walker had an off night that game. It went nine of 23. They shot 23% from three, which is not not going to happen very often with this UAB team. They it's like we different. talked
0: about at the top of the show, right? There's no locks in gambling, and sometimes teams are going to have crazy good nights, and sometimes they're going to have really off nights. And what we're talking about is the average night, and that's where we make multiple plays, right? Because we're talking about the average. That was happened to just be one of the bad performances, but we don't expect that every night.
1: No, no. I mean, Taylor Walker still had uh, 23 points in his nine for 23 shooting. I mean, he's, he's electric. Watch this game if you can, just, just for him. Presbyterian just does not have the talent here. They, they're not. Gonna keep up. I was going to say, you talk about him. It, it's an A-grade name for sure, in my, in my yeah. opinion. But I mean, Jordan Walker, but I don't know exactly where Jelly came from, but I love it. Um, yeah. But so it's, I think UAB gets up early, gets up quick, and just cruises. I think they'll be up. At some point, you'll see them with a 30-point lead and they'll kind of go back down. But it, I think they'll get up there towards 30 and stay above this 21 number all night. Yeah. Yeah. Toledo is just a whole different story, right? Toledo's defense isn't
0: amazing, but it's still a heck of a lot better than Presbyterian's. And the biggest difference, I think, between these two teams is actually not the defense, but the offense in that. Toledo's offense is pretty good. Presbyterian's offense is terrible. And that actually puts pressure on UAB's offense because I think UAB, every time they had the ball, is thinking, we've got to score because we know Toledo's going to score. Well, you have a whole lot less pressure when you're playing Presbyterian because their offense is so terrible. You don't have you can just go out there and play your game, get your points, and you know you're going to be set, which just changes the mindset. It's like it's kind of like the whole best offense is a good defense thing, in my yeah. opinion. It's like yeah. the fact that they're playing such a bad offense, coming off of playing such a good offense, is going to make their offense better because they know they don't have to win the game because they know Presbyterian is not going to score yeah. that many points. Makes it a lot easier, right? So it, it definitely seems like a runaway spot for UAB.
1: Yeah, yeah. and Like I said, I, th- I think maybe UAB bought into their own hype a little bit going um, into that game. And I think that was knock them back to earth and let Andy Kennedy get this team going again because they are good enough. They do have the talent to really, really make some noise in March. Yep, absolutely. All righty. Well, that
0: is it for us. All the games are going to cover for your Wednesday. Jake, any parting words? No. I mean, I'm, I'm still sweating out this Duke game, so <laughs> – all right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. Again, three college football episodes out there for you to consume for your week 12 college football betting. Until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.